today on the Tearsheet Podcast. We're now up to close to three quarters of a million API calls a week wow. across our client base. And you know, our initial focus was on smaller sort of startup institutions who were part of the beta cohort that helped mm -hmm. us build out and test the platform. And now we're working with larger, more established firms and helping them integrate the same kind of banking and payment services into their platforms. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. As a major global bank, BBVA stands out in its early embrace of the banking as a service model. The BBVA Open platform provides verification, money movement, account origination, and card issuance for commercial and consumer financial products. Susan French, the head of product for BBVA Open, joins us on the podcast to give us an update on the platform and what new products and services BBVA plans to roll out this year. We talk about the work BBVA Open has done with upstart fintechs like Digit and Wise and where we are in the evolution of platform banking. Lastly, we discuss the role Open plays in BBVA's overall strategy. Susan French is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. But before we jump into the podcast, I wanted to introduce you to Outlier, Tearsheet's leading membership program. It's designed for top fintech and financial services professionals to stay on top daily of the biggest trends, the top companies, and the leaders of this next generation of finance. Get industry briefings by experts like the ones we just hosted on best practices in PR and customer acquisition. Find out more at tearsheet.co slash outlier. My name is Susan French. I am head of product and client operations for BBVA Open Platform. So BBVA Open Platform is BBVA's uh, banking as a service platform where we enable our clients to embed payments and banking services into their um, applications as a white labeled service. So we provide the banking services, the payment services in the background, but our clients sort of embed them into their own client experience under their own brand and deliver them as part of a seamless experience for their client, for their end customer, depending on what their end customer is doing, that experience is a little bit different. Um, I'm responsible for product development, product delivery, and for client integration, which is the function of sort of bringing clients on board to the platform, getting them integrated into the APIs, getting them launched into production, and then helping them along as they um, launch their businesses or launch their use of our services. And I think it's fair to say BBVA was was really one of the first you know major financial institutions globally to kind of adopt this open model. Um, can you talk a little bit about how the model is evolving as as time goes on? Because in a way, I think you guys really are pioneering some of this stuff. Yeah, we are probably the only bank in the U.S. of our size that offers these capabilities as a white labeled product. Uh, where the end customer who's opening bank accounts or making payments is interacting with the client's branded experience. You know, there are obviously other competitors in the marketplace who do similar things. And all of the major banks have API platforms or are developing API platforms, but they are by and large positioning them as, you know, additional distribution channels for mm -hmm. their existing products to their existing customers. None of the big guys have yet kind of tackled the concept of white labeled services. So at that point, I think we're still pretty unique in that regard. 
And, and, and I guess how has open evolved through this process? I mean, it's like you're kind of learning as you go, I assume, um, somewhat. So can you talk to, I guess, the evolution of the platform? Are, are you seeing different sure. um, client demands that maybe, you know, you didn't see six months ago, nine months ago? Yeah. Uh, the, the genesis of the open platform was uh, sort of kicked off when uh, BBVA acquired Simple back mm-hmm. in 2014. And in order to migrate them off of their bank provider at the time and onto DBVA, we had to create a platform of API-based services they could integrate to. And once they had integrated and we saw the potential of others like Simple, uh, we started building out the platform, adding more services, adding a broader range of products and capabilities, and uh, bringing on other third-party clients so today we have uh, five major products. So we have Know Your Customer for Consumers, Know Your Customer for Businesses. We have DDA accounts. Uh, we can issue debit cards. We can do a variety of payments across a number of different rails, including ACH, cards, uh, bill pay, checks. And we have a real-time notification service. So clients who sign up on our platform can subscribe to real-time notifications about basically every event that occurs on every account, card, or payment that their customers make. So we focused on sort of two things since then. One is broadening the scope of the platform, so adding more capability. So we are adding other types of accounts. You know, soon we're going to be adding interest-bearing DDA. We are, by the end of this year, we'll probably be offering credit cards as well as debit cards, adding new ways to pay. So bill pay, we have, since we talked to you last summer, I think we've added uh, electronic bill payment and uh, checks or the ability to electronically originate a check that's printed and mailed to a biller. So basically enabling one of our clients' customers to pay anyone in the U.S. Uh, We've integrated with Visa for their push to debit and pull from debit services for real-time card-based payments. Mm -hmm. We're working on um, domestic wire transfers. So there's always another payment option or another payment rail to add. There are other kinds of accounts that we can open for people. We've recently added additional capabilities that will enable our customers to to onboard uh, non-U.S. citizens, so resident aliens who have the appropriate credentials to participate in the banking service. So part of it has just been broadening the scope, increasing the capabilities, and adding more functionality to the platform. And the other has been scale. So scaling up, handling uh, larger volumes of transactions. I just looked this morning, we're now up to close to three quarters of a million API calls a week uh, across our client base. And our initial focus was on smaller sort of startup institutions who were part of the beta cohort that helped Mm -hmm. us build out and test the platform. And now we're working with larger, more established firms and helping them integrate the same kind of banking and payment services into their platforms. 
So, so that makes a lot of sense in, in your evolution. I'm also curious, I guess, from your perspective, where we are um, in general, like sort of this move towards API banking or platform banking, whatever term you want to call it. Um, like, where would you position us in, in this sort of this move? You, you, you mentioned, you know, BBVA is the only major bank in the U.S. that has opened it up to this extent. Like, where do you see us, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of our evolution? Well, I think I think we will. Wait, meaning the U.S. banking yeah, U.S. will yes. will will continue to evolve toward it. I mean, we we often make a distinction when we talk to people about uh, between open banking and banking as a service. Open banking, obviously, being a major major topic in the European banking community around the data sharing and authentication protocols that come with that. And some of that, I think, will find its way to the U.S. as well. But I think banking as a service is a more robust concept mm -hmm. that is not just about data sharing and enabling consumers to control their data, but to enable companies of all sizes, start from a startup to a major enterprise, to be able to create more seamless experiences for their customer, whatever their business might be. That happens to include banking and service, banking and payments is part of that. So it's, I think what we're seeing in the consumer community, especially in the U.S., is you know, seamless experiences, you know, ease of use. If I want to buy something or schedule something or anything that involves moving money, I just want it to happen magically. Uh, I don't want to have to go to another app. I don't want to have to think about it. I just want it to happen in the context of what are, whatever it is I'm doing at the moment. And I think as uh, banks and, and technology companies come to realize the importance of that, we will start to see more and more uh, banking as a service applications arise and more and more financial institutions in the U.S. participate. I appreciate the distinction between open banking and banking as a service. I think sometimes we, we, tip, we generally on Tearsheet use banking as a service, but I think sometimes we're not... Um, as accurate in our, in our language as, as we should be. Um, and before we jump into, I wanna hear more about some of the you know, many case studies we talked about before our call, but um, I guess if you could take us as an organization, staying at this level, like where does open, what role does open play in BBVA's kind of overall strategy in the US, I guess, particularly? Well, BBVA is uh, globally and particularly uh, in you know the headquarters in Spain has been known for innovation in the financial services for for years. I mean, they run major innovation centers in every country where there's a significant BBVA presence, and they've probably been in the forefront of some of these of some of these trends like open banking and banking as service. I think BBVA US has has embraced banking as a service as an, an opportunity to grow the bank in the US in a way that isn't possible through traditional banking marketing methods. If you think about what it costs to add a million customers through traditional bank channels or through traditional branches or even through mobile banking, you compare that to how straightforward it is potentially to add a million customers by doing a partnership with, you know, 10 fintech companies that have, you know, 100,000 customers apiece. It's not hard to see how the network effect of that can bring 
new customers, new deposits, new payments to BBVA US in a way that, you know, the traditional bank customer acquisition channels can't. And I think BBVA US has been relatively early on to recognize that opportunity and to take advantage of it, particularly to acquire customers outside of the states where BBVA has mm. physical branch presence. Interesting. So I, I'm ready. I hope you're ready. Can we jump into some of the discussions about some of the, sure. your clients that have built on top of the platform? Sure. Um, there are a couple of clients that uh, I'd like to talk about, and I think partly because they have represent such diverse use cases. The, the one that's probably the most straightforward is WISE. W-I-S-E, they are a small business bank, digital bank, that launched on our platform last September. And they offer uh, digital banking services for small businesses from sole proprietorships up to sort of medium-sized LLCs and partnerships. And they have taken advantage of the full scope of our uh, platform. So they use our KYB capabilities to do um, know your customer screening on the businesses that apply. They open business checking accounts and issue business debit cards through our platform. And their customers, their business customers can then, you know, fund their accounts using ACH or uh, pull from debit through our move money service. Mm-hmm. They can pay their suppliers and their employees using ACH, using electronic bill pay, using push to debit, using checks. So they're building a whole ecosystem uh, for small business, um, small business customers by building on top of our platform. One of the things that's interesting about them is that one of the other clients that has built on top of our platform is Aslo, which is a, also a small business bank and happens mm-hmm. to be owned by BBVA US. So we have, through our platform and the wisdom of BBVA, BBVA US, supported both BBVA's own owned client entities, but also third-party client entities who in some ways compete directly with them. So I'm the, it's an enlightened uh, point of view that BBVA US has about supporting innovation generally in the US market and enabling a variety of providers, not just ones that are owned by the bank, to take advantage of our service. That's a very interesting model. And I guess given that, that you guys are also like you're eating your own dog food, it's kind of a gross statement, mm-hmm. but um, does that help you enable to like, does it give you a different, like, I guess, customer perspective to understand what the challenges are in, in building on top of a platform or some of the opportunities? Oh. I mean, yeah. Can you take us through yeah, that? Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, one of the, from, from our point of view, one of the downsides of the white label model is that we're one level removed from the actual end customer, you know, because we are a B to B to B or B to B to C. So we interact mostly with our clients who interact in turn with their end customers. So they get much more direct feedback from their end customers than we do. So having a comparable enterprise like Aslo on the small business side or Simple on the consumer banking side 
does give us direct access to more feedback from the actual end customer, which helps us improve the platform both for our wholly owned entities, but also for our clients, customers as well. And um, I guess, are there any other companies you'd like to highlight on the platform? I know you mentioned two. I didn't know if those were the two that you had in mind. Yeah. So, uh, uh, well, there's, there's two others I'd like to talk about quickly. Okay. One is a company called Catch, and they describe themselves as a portable benefits platform. But what they are is building capabilities for self-employed individuals who want to be able to, you know, not only, you know, bank the earnings from their self-employment, but also be able to get benefits for themselves through Catch's platform that the rest of us get from our employer. So the ability to buy health insurance, uh, ability to save money to fund your vacation time. Uh, to set aside savings for tax payments. So they're catering to a whole universe of self-employed individuals who need to manage their self-employment activities as a kind of business, but also to be able to access benefits that the rest of us get from our employers. So they use our platform to open accounts uh, for their self-employed customers. Uh, enable them to do payments uh, into and out of their accounts. At kind of the other end of the of the spectrum is another client of ours called Tuvoli. Uh, Tuvoli runs a marketplace for private jet charters. So they bring together brokers on one side who book private jet trips for consumers and companies. And on one side, and a network of suppliers, uh, aircraft, pilots, fuel, catering, uh, that deliver on those trips. And so the brokers and the suppliers participate with each other through Tuvoli's platform to book trips, schedule trips, <laughs> make trips. And then Tuvoli uses our platform to move the money uh, from the brokers and their customers to the suppliers. Uh, when the trips have been completed. So I think this kind of specialty ecosystem slash marketplace is an area we see a lot of interest in where it's not going to be like an Amazon general purpose marketplace competitor, but one where there are specific people in a community or companies that need to come together to conduct business with each other. We have a, another prospect we're working on with that I can't name, but who does something similar for residential construction. Mm. So they bring together home builders on one side and all of the suppliers, uh, workers, contractors on the other who participate together in the building of a residential home. And uh, they're talking about using our platform to move the money back and forth between the builders and the suppliers. We've just recently brought a new client on uh, called Rome HR that provides uh, the ability for people to automatically save for their estimated tax payments. So they sign up with Rome HR, <clears throat> they connect their external bank account 
they allow a partner of Rome's to monitor the income and expense in their checking account. And when they see an income expense that qualifies for tax uh, payments, they automatically calculate how much that customer should be setting aside for tax payments. Uh, moves that money out of their external checking account, sets it aside for them, and then when the appropriate time comes, enables the IRS to come and collect it. So it's kind of set it and forget it hmm. for people who have to uh, make estimated tax payments on their income. Well, I really appreciate the the variety of different types of clients that, that are on the open network. Um, I guess in the remaining time that we have, I have one last question. I guess, you know, when you're looking forward out in, into two, 2020, we're, we're, we're just still in the early phases. Like, what are your biggest goals uh, from a product perspective? Um, like, you know, what, what are you thinking? What, are, what do you want to get your hands dirty with in this upcoming year? Well, I think in the upcoming year, we're focusing on <clears throat> a couple of things. <clears throat> one is continuing to build out the functionality of the platform and sort of adding more ways to pay. Uh, and more kinds of of uh, of uh, services. So we're looking closely at lending, um, both at enabling um, consumer unsecured loans for both simple, you know, unsecured loans and um, uh, installment lending at the point of sale. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at adding credit card issuance and credit card management to the debit card issuance and debit card management we already have. Uh, we're also just looking at scale, you know, bringing more clients, bigger clients, uh, and just generating more activity on the platform. I think the particular clients that we talked to you about, I chose because of, because I wanted to illustrate the diversity of use cases that we can support. And there are many, many more out there. What's beautiful about a platform is that it's not designed for a specific use case. It's designed to support a variety of them. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what interesting new ideas our client population has for how they might use the services that we have, different kinds of businesses, different kinds of services, different kinds of communities that we can serve just makes it that much more fun. I was just thinking it must be so interesting from you from where you sit uh, when, when clients come to you with these ideas in, in these niche industries that you're describing for the role of financial services, the role of banking, the role of payments. It must be, it must be really interesting because you're kind of on the, the cutting edge of this move towards embedded finance. Yeah, embedded finance is a good term uh, to a way to describe it. And it's not just something that startups are interested in. If you think about even large sort of established businesses are starting to hear uh, you know, demand from their customers, particularly consumers, for faster payments, for example. I don't want to wait you know, a week or two for a check from my insurance company. I want to get my payment now. And so more and more of these even established businesses are starting to look at platforms like ours to embed the ability to do instant payments inside their claim system or inside whatever sort of customer interaction vehicle they have. It will be interesting to see what some of these, the big fintechs or the big tech companies do in the coming year. You know, you hear and see rumors about what mm-hmm. you know, Google may be up to or what Amazon may be up to. It will be interesting to see sort of what happens with that group of companies in the upcoming year as well. 
Totally. Susan, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate uh, you joining us on Tearsheet Podcast today. Uh, welcome. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about BBBVA. So thank you very much. <laughs>